Welcome back to the Monica Matthews Show, Life, Love, and Liberty. Happy Tuesday, August the 2nd, 2022. Nancy Pelosi has landed in Taiwan and the saber rattling has begun on behalf of the Chinese government. Not to be confused with the wonderful, lovely people of China who are held hostage by their respective communist government. Yes, the fight for Taiwan has begun. The Biden administration seems to believe that Taiwan does not live as a sovereign nation and has made it clear that they do not, uh, just as a few days ago, actually, made it very clear that they do not recognize the sovereignty of Taiwan. Nor do they recognize the sovereignty of you. So this should not surprise you. Nothing you are seeing unfold should surprise you. So I welcome you to my show today because, as I stated in my wake-up call, if you're not following those, I hope that you will join me. It's every morning, if you sign up for my newsletters, they will be in you, and you email me and request to have the wake-up call placed in your inbox every morning. It will be there. Otherwise, you can find it on YouTube. You can find it on iTunes, Stitcher, Pandora, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Wherever you can find my podcast, you can find my wake-up call. It is also posted on Twitter every morning. But I was talking about this morning, the psychic vampires, and to think upon those things which are true and good and noble and pure and perfect. And some people think that that's just the Christian's way of shoving their head in the sand and pretending like nothing is going on. But nothing could be further from the truth, because if we're not warring against flesh and blood, and we're warring against powers and wickedness and principalities and things in high places, right? If that's what we're warring against... And Christ sits above all of that, and we are seated in Christ Jesus in the heavenlies, at the right hand of the Father, in the Spirit. Then what does that tell you about our position in this earth? It tells you that your physical body is here, and it also directs you, it challenges you to choose this day what it is you're going to prioritize. And if you will first seek him in his kingdom and all of these th- and his righteousness, the very important, very important that today's church loves to leave out his righteousness. That's very important. A lot of people seeking God, but they don't want anything to do with his righteousness because that comes at a cost. It will cost you to say yes to God, the God Elohim of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of the universe, the unseen and the seen, all living spirits, that God. The God with only one begotten son, Yeshua, that God. Not to be confused with Allah, that God, okay? It will cost you to pick up your cross and walk with him, to follow Christ. will cost you. It costs every person who ever followed him. And so it should come as no surprise that as we're being challenged by the world system, as I talked about yesterday, 
you're going to contend with psychic vampires. That's what I call them. They are there to suck your mind out of your skull, out of your soul, because your mind is housed in, in your soul. It's in your spirit. It's in your belly. Guard your heart above all things, for out of it flow the issues of life. You have the mind of Christ. Guard your mind. Wash your mind by the renewing of your mind. By what? The washing of the water of the word. Who's the word? Yeshua. Who's Yeshua? The only begotten son of God. (laughs) Not birthed through corruptible seed like us. (laughs) But the good news is he's redeemed us. Amen. Where am I going with all of this? You are going to be challenged and and your mind is going to be called upon to be distracted by China and the fighter jets and all the saber rattling that's going on right now. And none of that should surprise you. There's really nothing to saber rattle over if you ask me, because I firmly believe and humbly so. I would submit to you that the United States, you know, is currently occupied by the CCP. On a number of levels. And some of you think that, you know, the Democrats in this particular regime, is, are they're going to attempt to thwart a midterm election. And, and I stand by the, the, the thought, based on evidence that has come forward in the past two years, year and a half, two years actually, that they hold the keys to the election grid. So they don't have to create a nuclear war scenario. They don't have to, they don't have to, they, they know they're, I mean, all of this is fluff. In my humble opinion, it's fluff. And sure, there are all kinds of little skirmishes going on around the globe right now. But there are always skirmishes going on. And we are usually involved in them on some level. So my concern is you. My concern is you being focused on the things that I know for a fact will bring you life and love and liberty. Without a doubt, when our minds are focused on the kingdom of God, his righteousness, and we are pursuant of those things, and we are yielded to those things, it is impossible for you not to see the fruit of that pursuit manifest in your life. Legitimately impossible. And so I want to encourage you to pay attention. Pay attention to the little foxes in the vineyards, right? Because God is wooing his creation unto him through every single act of violence, every single act of debauchery and craziness. That is an opportunity for us to draw ever nearer to our Savior and to our Father under the protection of his wings with every drop of a new, you know, formulaic expression of monkey herpes or HIV or whatever, the the hangnail of the day, whatever it is, right? Uh, Psalm 91, the pestilence that walketh by noonday. We know there are pestilences in the earth. We know that man is attempting to align with Satan in order to... um, in order to revere himself and to exalt himself above the creator. That is nothing new. There's nothing new under the sun. So with that knowledge and with that truth, you can go forward in your godly exploits. Right? 
you can go forward in your pursuit of the Lord, which will first and foremost allay fears. It will provide protection for your mind, your heart, your soul, your body, your finances, your family, your health, all of it. All of it abiding under the shadow of the Almighty. Under his wings is where we hide. Not because we're cowards, but because we're smart. (laughs) Because we're smart and under his wings is where we're not only protected, but we are equipped. We are equipped for this level of warfare in the spirit when we abide in the holy place of the Almighty. So I want to encourage you, I want to challenge you to pay attention to all the things that are taking up that 74, uh, what was it, gigabytes of information, the 16 movies that you take in every day of information. Pay attention to your, to your, to your blood flow, your blood pressure, the, the tightness, the constriction you feel in your chest when you read certain things. This, this kind of a looming little bit of a nauseated headache whenever you scroll through Twitter or so, any social media platform and you see the violence that people are constantly tweeting and posting to show you what's really going on, you know, out in the world. And then some of those things are really, especially the accounts, that's all they share. You have to understand that's why they're there. They are strategically placed to wear you out to ultimately wear you down. And so there are times whenever I lay my eyes upon that stuff, I will, sometimes I just quickly scroll by. Other times I pay attention to my body and I realize that I'm getting angry watching it. I'm like, oh, yep, (laughs) here's that dude again. This is what he always tweets. This is what he always posts. So either he is paid opposition or he's a, you know, He's an asset, he's he's an operative, whatever. There there are plenty of operatives that are not they don't have to be a DOD operative. They don't have to be a military industrial complex operative. Your DNC, your RNC, they all have political operatives and these people are deployed right now. For one reason and one reason only, to make sure that their team wins. And for one team to win, another has to lose. Unfortunately, we no longer play with just that sane ending. Right? Like the golf game we're playing currently is you can't just, you know, there's no such thing as coming in second, third, or fourth. Right? You you can't be like 20 over par and people still high-five you and be like, yeah, man, hey, good game. Thanks for coming out today. No. It's like, oh, Cool. So we've not only rigged the entire uh, uh, golf course, but once we annihilate you, we're going to feed you to the alligators over there in that uh, in that lovely pond sitting in the middle of the fairway. Yeah, that's how political uh, politics are played in this day and age. And they've always been dirty, but this is a whole other level of warfare. And guess who becomes the, oh gosh, I can't even pretend that you are just an unexpected casualty. Oh no, no. The targets are largely, their sights, if you're a hunter, if you are an avid shooter, if you're a marksman, 
you know, sites are really important, right? And you guys are, we're all directly in their line of sight. And they have one purpose as political operatives. And, and again, this is not DNC-centric, although some of it is, because that's how the left operates. They operate according to Satan's pattern of steal, kill, and destroy. But when you are dealing within the realm of politics, generally speaking, Republicans behave the same way. Now, they may not be interested in killing their own or eating their own like the DNC does. But make no mistake about it, you are all equal opportunity fodder for anyone in the political sphere right now. So I really want to encourage you to pay attention to that and who is vying. They're literally attempting to seduce you with fear and terror and dread of bombs and the Chinese have nukes and they're pointed and they're going to do this. And little man, you know, fat man, man, that dude's gained a lot of weight, by the way, Mr. Kim Jong-un. He, I'm like, dude, Lay off the whatever you're eating. Pick you up some chopsticks. Makes it a little bit harder to scarf down, you know, an entire bowl of rice unless you just shove it in your gullet at one time. (laughs) I actually, that's a really good way to lose weight, by the way, chopsticks. Because most people can't keep food on them to begin with. But I love chopsticks because I love I'd, I'd have made such a great surgeon. If I could go back to med school to do anything, I would do that. Um, but I love anything tedious like that. Just that little, that minute manipulation of, of you know, tiny things that you have to pick up. And man, by the time you fight with a piece of rice and get it into your mouth, it's like, whew, I'm tired. I don't even, I'm not even hungry anymore. I'm just, I need a nap. <laughs> so chopsticks are a great weight loss program. So anyway, I mean, I'm laughing today because I started the day out with a barrage of messages, text messages, emails, DMs from, you know, people who are across the scope of life and a lot of listeners and I'm watching your tweets and your messages and and I'm like, oh boy. And I tweeted a few things just to see. You know, because I, I will put my finger on the pulse of something and just to see whether or not there's a heartbeat and, uh, you know, just how intense that pulse is. And uh, and it was really interesting because most people are scared to death that Nancy Pelosi actually has the clout <laughs> or that that was her motive in going over. No, Nancy Pelosi was just busted along with her husband for insider trading. And so there's probably a component to that. But bigger than that, bigger, believe me, her insider trading is the least of this current regime's issues or concerns for that matter. And no one on the right is going to hold her accountable. So she is over there shoring up whatever this liege of, of maniacs have concocted in the way of geopolitical warfare. In my humble opinion, that's what she's doing. And, and for those of you who think Jesus is going to return tonight at midnight, uh, because you know all the stage is being set. Well, the stage has been set for a while, and I and I do believe that what the word says, and that he will return in the same way that he went up, right? I but I'm not discerning that that's right now. And as the day the days grow darker, right, and you can lick your fingers, stick your finger up in the air, and see which way the direct you know the wind is blowing. And Christ told you you know things to look out for. Well, these things have occurred since Christ, right? So here here's my response to that. You ready? This is my 
super theological. I mean, just, it took me a long time to come up with this. So I hope you can appreciate it, right? But this is my super academic response to the Christian fear mongers. Because ultimately what they're saying is, ha ha, ha ha, Democrats, ha ha, trannies, Jesus is coming back. Ha ha, church, Jesus is coming back soon. All y'all going to be left behind. That's really what that means. It's not a call to, hey, guys, let's get our house in order because he really is coming back. It may not be tonight, but he's coming back. And is your house in order? You cool? Do we need to talk about eternity? Like, how how you doing? Are there people you need to forgive? Right? No, we don't do that. <laughs> we send out memes and terror terror cards, right? Like, we're not tarot, tarot card readers. We're terror card readers. And we send the name of prophecy. And we send those things out. And my discernment meter is like, thud. Just that, and of course, sure, the word says people will be given in marriage. They'll be, one will be in the field, another will be gone. Yeah, yes, we will be going on as life as usual. But, but, but it also tells you that there will be peace. There will be some fake peace <laughs> that that's looming that people are abiding in. And just when you think it's safe to stick your toe in the water. He returns. So here's my well-thought-out response. I am not living in any kind of a way right now that I wouldn't be living in the event of Christ's return tonight. And I have not always been able to say that, and I may not be able to say that tomorrow. But my hope and my submission and my yield is to my Father in heaven. And so if that is my heart and that is my practice, it's not only my mind and my processing, my, my brain containing unit, my mind and my brain and my heart and my actions are all in alignment with following the author of my freedom. Then I firmly believe as my faith is, so be it unto me and you. Whatever level of faith you have, so be it unto you, right? That's why it says to pray for the things that you need to increase of. But I humbly believe that, you know, if that's how you're living and your accounts are short, which I've always encouraged my audience to do daily, savor. Oh, I told this man I absolutely love last night, you know, say, savor, savor every moment of your life like a fine wine, like it's the last steak you'll ever eat. Like it's the last time you're going to see your wife's face. Like it's the last time you'll, your child will ever hug your neck, right? Like savor every single second of the oxygen that you're breathing. So savoring life is really hard to do when you're living in terror and dread and confusion and 16 movies a day, the equivalent in gigabytes in your head. And that is all very deliberate. So if your accounts are short and you're savoring life, 
and you're living life in gratitude, which to me is a life of gratitude. I mean, you can't live it in a life and with a heart and a mind and a spirit and actions of gratitude and not be someone who savors life. Like that is impossible. You're going to savor. You're going to smell things and see things and hear things and taste things and feel things that the other people who are inundated with the 72 gigabytes of information per 24-hour cycle of life has completely missed. And does that sound like life to you? Doesn't sound like life to me. And Jesus is like, man, I came to give you life more abundant. To savor. It doesn't mean that you love your life. Because the word, you know, admonishes us and warns us about that. That you just love your life so much. I mean, look at the world and people who readily and who will absolutely today line up for a monkey herpes shot. Those people are legitimately afraid to die. I don't mean any offense toward those of you who have been uh, vaccinated. That is not my heart. And you know that. I don't shame people over their medical choices. That's ridiculous. But I will say that if you're being completely honest in your own heart, in your own mind, in your own solitude of your time with the Lord, if you're being completely honest about why you chose to do that, whether it was because you were afraid that you would get sick, you were afraid you would give someone else, you'd get someone else sick, sick. You were afraid you'd lose your job. You were afraid you would be discharged. You were afraid you would be castigated. You were afraid you couldn't travel. You were afraid you couldn't go shopping. You were afraid you'd end up on a list. You were afraid your friends wouldn't have you around anymore. And there is nothing about God that is afraid. So when people tell me that they 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 made this choice to be vaccinated because of science and then we see the data coming out that people are still denying thank you so much representative massey for calling them out on the congr- on, on on the congressional floor floor to you know how much longer are we going to keep parroting this madness that there's any form of efficacy. He's like, the president of the United States of America is sick right now again, positive again, after being injected four times. That is not a vaccine. That is something else entirely. But how many people lined up to take that with the operative word that I just said over and over and over again, fear. You had fear about this. You had fear about that. You had fear about this. And again, there's nothing God hates, God loves, God laughs, God takes pleasure, God is joyful, God cries, he weeps, he has pity, he celebrates. But the one thing you will never read 
in this lifetime or any other lifetime is God fears. You'll never read that. And if you do, burn that book. God never fears. He hopes that every man would be saved and knows that that's not going to happen. Didn't say he's afraid that people aren't going to choose him. So you got to get honest about the decisions you're making and why you're making them. What are your motivations? And again, as we're dealing with psychic vampires and challenging you on this back nine of the year 2022, there are a lot of obstacles. There are a lot of sand traps. There are a lot of uh, hazards right now on this golf course that you're on, you know, called life that we're on as a nation called the United States of America. It doesn't feel very united right now, but I think we are actually more united than the media would ever tell you. For God's sakes, the media is telling you that they just took out, you know, a well-known terrorist, and you've got congressmen and women telling you that you should celebrate that, and all the brave men and women. <laughs> and I'm like, who what? Hit a button on a drone strike? And that's not to diminish the, you know, the work of the men and women in, in uniform. Give us a break. But here's what's a little bit more interesting. That dude died like last year, two years ago. Nobody's reporting on that. And nobody's going to. See, they want you to celebrate. They want you to celebrate your gas prices coming down. Right? Historic gas prices coming down. (laughs) And I'm laughing because I'm thinking... Thank God I have dated as many jerks as I have because as many like just masochistic, I don't even know what you would call it, malignant narcissists rather. I'm not into that whole masochistic whatever weirdo stuff, but but the malignant narcissist will always gaslight you. They will always make you a victim so they can make it okay. And that's the Democrat way. And the Republicans just fall in line. They fall in line like a bunch of flaccid old men. And I don't care if they're male or female. That's how the whole party operates, like a flaccid old man. It's going to be interesting to see how things turn out today in Arizona, Missouri, and where are we? Is it Michigan? I think so. I had it in front of me a minute ago. You've got Republican primaries going on. I already see the people whimpering and whining. Oh, there's already issues in Arizona. But yep, <laughs> sure are. So, and you guys are going to, you know, be tempted to lose hope. And I want to encourage you, don't even put your hope in the midterms. Don't do it. Just take your hope out of that box right now. The midterms are another hazard on the golf course. You, this is a massive, massive effort that the, the, the kingdom of hell has waged war. They have been allowed to run loose in this country. And you know why I think that is? Hold your breath. You know why I think that is? Because we have been lukewarm as a nation where our creator and our author of our liberty is concerned. And what do you say he would do? I would rather you be hot or cold. But because you're lukewarm, I'm going to have to spit you out. Yeah. 
I've never wanted to be lukewarm. Although I have been there during different seasons of my life because I've just been so crushed by, you know, whatever, whatever hazard I've willfully jumped into, whatever quicksand pit I jumped into, or, you know, whatever enemy just completely took me by surprise and overcame me and bamboozled me. And I, you know, I ended up just damn near decapitated uh, as a figure, as a matter of speech, right? But that's how it feels sometimes. I mean, it feels like someone just reached into your heart and, you know, put in your chest and pulled your heart out, jumped on it a few times, used it as a trampoline. Trampoline and just left it out in the desert to dry for the buzzards to come eat. Yeah, life does that to you sometimes. But glory be to God, I'm not there. Chances are you're not either. It may feel like you're there. And the circumstances in your life may really suck. And you might be tempted to think that this is it, but it's not. It never is. And just like with this country, the thing that people want you to think it is, it isn't. (laughs) So the problem is never the problem. Right? So don't put your hopes in your election grid as a nation. I know that is very counterintuitive. It is very hard to do. I'm not saying to not you know, register to vote, help other people register to vote, show up and do your, you know, your American duty to vote. But I'm going to encourage you to manage your expectations and to keep your eyes on the prize, which is your eyes above. Just kind of hover, get in your own little drone, like get off the golf course and, and imagine yourself as a drone, right? And you're just like, 40,000 feet above all the craziness. Because that's where God's vision is. And that's where he calls us to have his mind, to have his heart. And then we're not moved by every wind of doctrine. And speaking of every wind of doctrine, uh, if you have the opportunity, I would encourage you to watch the Stu Peters uh, documentary that was just released, world premiere last evening, called These Little Ones. Referring to the scripture that says, woe unto those who harm these little ones. Yeah. It is not for the weak of stomach or weak of heart. I will tell you that. I did appreciate the fact that there was um, an enormous um, uh, level of highlighting uh, our former state senator, Nancy Schaefer, who allegedly suicided herself along with her husband, who was the love of her life for 55 plus years. And, you know, she gets booted from the state legislature and then miraculously ends up killing herself, even though they were totally happy and, you know, retired together. While she's uncovering an enormous um, supply chain with Child Protective Services here in the state of Georgia that included the judiciary, law enforcement, um, you know, traffickers, blood money. I mean, it was bad. And she was releasing a report. Matter of fact, was about to release her own documentary and just went on to be with the Lord. And he highlighted that. Uh, He also highlights other people who I'm not going to mention in this show um, who are currently on ballots. And I got clarification uh, about one of them because this particular person was supposed to be on my show in the coming weeks. And um, yeah, don't think I'm going to go down that road. I have to tell you, I'll, I'll be perfectly candid with you all. Um, 
after watching that program, uh, I made a commitment in my heart, and I'm in prayer about it, actually. But other than kind of, you know, peripherally discussing politics like I do with you all, I do not think I am going to offer my endorsements and or otherwise microphone to politicians moving forward. Because I have been completely blinded on more than one occasion. It's been it's been rare, but uh, because I don't ever really put my hope in anyone running for office, um, but I do, you know, I, I'm, I'm one of those folks who's like, oh, okay, cool, yeah, you know, we're on the same page with this, and that's great, and thanks for all your hard work and your tenure and your track record speaks for itself. And then, oh, my gosh, your name came up in the Stu Peters documentary on child sex, murder, trafficking, satanic ritual abuse. What? What did I just hear? Yeah. Heartbreaking. And I'm tired of that. That's part of that stuff that takes up my bandwidth. Because I want to bring, I want to bring, you know, people to you who have alleged that they're interested in in serving you in the in the form of governing, you know, in your respective state legislature or um, you know, governor's mansion, lieutenant governor, AGs. Yeah, your United States Congress, your Senate. And there are still some great people who are running for office, don't get me wrong. Uh, but I'm done. <laughs> if I if I could even think of one person that has not, I will say this. There are there are a handful of people I believe have been approached to be compromised, but because they are above reproach because their houses are in order and their armor is completely polished and they are suited up and there's nothing oily or squeaky or, uh, or, uh, I've got molded, uh, in my mind, but there's nothing rusted, right? Perhaps it's because as I encourage you all to check yourself before we, you know, you wreck yourself with regard to your Achilles, right? Wait, like what is your, as you're going through this back nine process of, 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 uh, you know, sitting down and getting honest about what you did on the front nine, right? From January to now, what did your golf game of life look like from on the front nine, right? So as you're moving into the back nine, you know, it, it helps to, to really get honest about what your Achilles is or are. I mean, there can be more than one for sure. And I think some of these men and women who have, you know, proven to be above uh, reproach is because they have gotten honest and it's not that they haven't been approached. It's not because people haven't tried <laughs> to blackmail or otherwise extort them. Um, but something in their spirit, uh, and, and their armor has kept them from becoming a victim in that snare, but they are very few and far between, in my humble opinion. So, again, I would encourage you to watch that. Um, I appreciate the fact that Stu went back, or the you know the the crew, the documentary crew went back into the past many decades ago, right? Uh, with regard to satanic ritual abuse, what is that? 
and I don't want to bog you down with a whole bunch because I really do want to leave you encouraged today to continue taking that inventory and getting excited about the back nine in spite of wars, rumors of wars, Chinese nuclear missiles, everybody shutting down because of the monkey herpes, the hangnail virus, whatever. There's a new variant coming, all that stuff, right? And so, oh, great, Monica, now there's satanic ritual abuse. Well, yes. There is. I was very surprised to learn of how many covens are actually in the state of Georgia. Blew my mind. Um, yeah. One of their whistleblowers was like, do you want to get me killed? By telling you who's really involved? And that ain't no joke because I have had people reach out to me during while I was working on uh, legislation for the Hidden Predator Act and my folks who are in law enforcement were very concerned for me because these people are so ghoulish and demonic and mafioso-centric, and they're global. They're global. This isn't just a Georgia initiative of child sex trafficking and slavery and human sacrifice. This isn't just Georgia-centric. But we are a highway. We are a pipeline for that type of behavior. But I had no idea that we have 37 covens in the state of Georgia. But apparently we do, according to this whistleblower. So, And a woman who is uh, working in full-time ministry. And what's interesting is that as they go back to like very famous cases of satanic ritual abuse, um, I'm sitting in my living room thinking, yep, that's exactly spot on. And the only reason I know that is because I've ministered to people who have been victims of satanic ritual abuse. And way outside of politics, I wasn't even dealing with politics. I was in full-time ministry in a little cow town <laughs> where the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit loves little cow towns. And the Holy Spirit was like on fire. And people were coming from just like this ministry here in Georgia coming. Because listen, uh, wherever the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit's everywhere, believe me. But whenever people are operating in their gifts, their spiritual gifts, and for some folks that is healing. And when people are operating in their gifts, there is nothing, including raising people from the dead, that the Holy Spirit can't do. Some of you guys are like, oh my God, I can't even take this. Well, you don't have to worry about it. Because if you don't believe the Holy Spirit's going to raise you from the dead, then he won't. <laughs> So there. So for those of you who don't believe in healing, you don't have to worry about that either. Take your peace. If, you don't, if you're not inquiring to be healed because you think all that went away whenever Jesus ascended or the last apostle died, then okay. I'm not mad at you. I mean, I hate that you're probably going to leave the earth early, but, you know, that's between you and your maker, not me. So I don't really sweat it whenever people are like, oh, but I tell you what, the word does, because the word says to stay away from people like you <laughs> who profess, you know, who profess the Lord, but you deny the power thereof. Come on now. Anyway, give me sound all country. So satanic ritual abuse, SRA. It is very real. People do dedicate their children to Satan's kingdom. And they uh, they do have a coven schedule, a a schedule, a um, a I want to say. Well, I'm not even going to start lying about that because I don't know. But there are a number of celebrations really right on target with the pagan celebrations that the Christians involve themselves in uh, throughout the year, and the covens get busy. 
and there's either blood, there's animal sacrifice, or there is uh, human sacrifice. There's sex. Sex is another way that, uh, and this is leading me into where I'm going with this, and I'm and I'm and I'm going to leave it here, and then circle back so we can close this off and you know get you get you guys back on a positive uh, mindset. But here's just a dose of reality, right? So satanic ritual abuse is when kids are dedicated and, and grown-ups have sex with them. They are There are ceremonies performed over them. Uh, blood is either required of them or it is poured over them. People drink blood, the blood of humans, the blood of animals. Um, that is part of the satanic ritual. I mean, it just, and I'm not being hyperbolic. It just is what it is. Um, and so that's why I rail against vampire movies and whatnot, because the power of the blood that was shed for you and for me was found in the human man of Jesus the Christ. And so when people make vampires sexy and cute and cool and hot, I always think about his blood. Might be a new way for you to think about it as well. Satan's kingdom always celebrates itself. That's something the church does not do very well. We don't. We say we're celebrating the Lord, but we don't celebrate the Lord by self-deprecation, by self-loathing, by judging and condemning other people so that we can be elevated, by coming together one day a week and pretending to be holy. That's not how we celebrate God. And if we can't celebrate ourselves in in the glory to glory that God's brought you through and me, if we can't celebrate that, then we're dishonoring God's power in our lives. But the enemy's kingdom has no problem celebrating. And one of the things that you're seeing happening a lot in this day and age, are men who dress as women, men who have transitioned, some of them do have breasts, uh, breast implants. Some of them have been nipped in their private area. And they run around in thongs and uh, pasties that go over your nipples. And I can say that because I'm on my podcast. I couldn't say nipple, nipple uh, on terrestrial air. Uh, but I don't know what, that weird. <laughs> but... Yeah, I mean, the you know, the source of all human food for, for newborns, right? And you can't say it. <laughs> so stupid. That's patriarchy. Thanks, FCC. <laughs> so the enemy's kingdom is utilizing a group of individuals right now, in this country particularly, who enjoy dressing as a different sex from their biological sex. And and not only do they enjoy dressing this way and getting dressed up and putting on makeup and making a show of it, but they are um, drawing children into this arena as well, putting them on stages, uh, quote, celebrating them, uh, egging the community on or the audience on to throw money at them like strippers. 
and kids are shaking their tushes and they're jumping up and down and they're having fun because they're kids and everybody's celebrating them. And look, I get to be a tent, you know, I get to be the center of attention and everything that kids love because, you know, most kids, because they, they want to be part of the crowd and they want everyone to have fun. Isn't this fun? Here's this 200 pound hairy man with breasts like my mom's with a, with a G string going up his crack. And isn't it great? And everybody's clapping for me and they're throwing money at me. And the more I shake my little tush, the more they throw money at me. And the, and the guy who's looks like a hairy beast in pasties is encouraging me. Do you know what that is? That is the new form of satanic ritual abuse. It is that serious. And you need to be encouraging your lawmakers to be lawmakers. And while the Biden administration is trying to tell you that it is going to become a federal offense to speak in these terms, to speak truth about the sexualization of the innocent in this country, I submit to you, ladies and gentlemen, that it is a holy war. It is a holy war of words. It is a holy war of being, and it always has been. It is a holy offense to leave these children in the jaws of death, hell, and destruction. It is not cute. It is not funny. As someone who was sexualized from a very young age, it is a lifetime process of trusting God. Huh. That's been a lifetime process to take you from glory to glory. It is the single fastest way to destroy, to murder the soul of an innocent person, of a little person. It is not funny. It is not enough that we sit here and clutch our pearls online. You need to be just lighting up the phone lines, coming together collectively as parents to sit down with your legislators, host town meetings around this particular subject. It doesn't mean this is a war on transvestites or or gay people or, you know, people who are confused. That's not what this is. So let me say that disclaimer. What this is, is an Ephesians 6 and 12 moment where God is calling his people to stand up and be his people and to speak truth to lies and to stand in the gap for the innocent. And if we're not going to do that, we're going to be counted as the wicked. Now, I don't know about you. I'm not scared of much, but that scares me. I don't want God to ever have a reason to look at me and say, well, you know, you had an opportunity to help these little people and to save them from further satanic ritual abuse, and you were too afraid because of a deployed and... um politicized and weaponized department of injustice in your country. You were afraid of man. You were afraid of what it was going to cost you in your life. And so you just sat by idly. You didn't talk about it. You didn't shine a light on it. 
You didn't call your legislators. You didn't handle it legally. You just didn't handle it. Because it was so dark. And I hear, I hear from some of you, oh, Monica, I can't watch that. Well, no, you need to. Because you have no problem watching these little uh, training shows with your kids dancing around on Twitter. You'll sit there and watch that video long enough to be pissed off and write something about it online. So if you have enough, you know, grit in you to sit down and enough about you to sit down and watch that, surely to God you have enough time to call your legislators and be like, all right, here's what's, here's what's going to happen. Because if you don't, they're going to criminalize the truth. Which is exactly the road they're headed down. They're already there. But some of us have just decided that we are committed to the truth. And we understand the costs associated with that in this life. But you, ladies and gentlemen, can save these children. And it doesn't require you to show up at these shows. It doesn't require you to hate men who dress as women. It doesn't require you to fear people. It requires you to first seek ye the kingdom of heaven and his righteousness. And he will add unto you strategy, passion, zeal, right? Holy zeal. When I say this is a holy war, I mean, we're on our knees. Our weapons are not carnal. Our weapons are mighty for the pulling down of strongholds, as it is written. But they're not carnal. This isn't, you're not waging war on fellow humans. Let's get that straight. You are waging war in the spirit. And when we get our houses in order, and we forgive, and we submit, and we yield, and we humble ourselves, There's literally zero mountain that we cannot move. So as you're moving forward and taking inventory about this back nine, keep that in mind. Think on things are good and true and noble. And he will pour his spirit of courage and passion and zeal into you. You will have community strategies. And you can save these children from the satanic ritual abuse because that's exactly what it is. Until tomorrow. Love you guys. Have a good night. Be good to your neighbor. Beginning in your own mirror. And hey, check out MonicaProtectsWithGold.com because fun fact, (laughs) you're going to be a little salty whenever you start opening your your portfolio uh, documents that alert you to just how crappy the economy is. That's right. So MonicaProtectsWithGold.com. And remember, if you're an American, act like one.